Welcome to The Future is Female Powerlifting, a show where women of all strengths can explore the world of female powerlifting. I am your host, Heidi Donnell, a 60-kilo powerlifting gym owner, and each episode we bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you unlock your true inner strength potential. Thanks for tuning in. Aloha, my beautiful friends, and I am excited to bring you our very first interview with my good friend, Susan Salazar. And let me give you a little background about Susan. If you guys don't know, maybe you're like, hmm, I don't know. Who is this little Susan Salazar? Well, Susan is the first woman to ever total a 602 Wilkes in sleeves. In 2017, Susan made history by totaling 602 Wilkes in sleeves. She lifts at 132 body weight, okay? Let's break this down. Susan has an 1190.5 total, 540 kilo um, total. She squats 435, she benches 264, and she's deadlifted 490 people at 132 body weight. And I think one thing that um, maybe some of us overlook is that Susan is not 26, nor is she 36, nor is she 46, because she would hate me if I said that. But... (laughs) Susan is in her early 40s. You know, she doesn't do this at a very young age. And um, to keep going strong for many years is very difficult. And not only keep going strong, but be very, very competitive. Um, She is always in the top marks. She's in the open. She's doing everything she can to keep herself up there. And I think one of the most amazing things about her is she's perpetually trying to improve herself. So if you know Susan, she's very focused in the gym. Like she is in there, she does her work. Um, and you know what's amazing? She's never a dick about it. Like if you interrupt her, I mean, maybe she thinks it, but she doesn't act. Like she is such a kind hearted woman um, that I, you know, I feel very lucky to call a friend now and never would have thought, you know, I'd, I'd meet Susan because, you know, she was somebody I looked up to for many years. And we kind of talk about that in this podcast. Susan also goes over her shoulder um, injury that she just recovering from. She just had surgery. And she also lets us know when she's coming back. Like, when is Susan coming back to the platform? She also lets us know how she got started. You know, her first love was bodybuilding. But I think you'll all be, like, surprised to hear how she got into powerlifting and actually how long she's actually been powerlifting. She likes to share a little bit of her warm-up routine and how she is training right now and what sort of therapies she's using at the moment to help her with recovery. And towards the end of this, we like to put a little part in there called, what the hell was I thinking? Where we look back and think, what the hell was I thinking doing this or doing that? And I'm sure some of you can recollect some things that you're like, ugh, that was a bad idea. Anyways, enough with me blabbing on. Here is our interview with Susan Salazar. Just go with it. You know me. I'm like, whatever. I'm like, whatever. I so. do. So, so I guess to start off, I want to ask, how are you doing with your shoulder rehab? Um, it's actually really good. Thank you for asking. Um, I'm actually, I just started benching maybe a couple weeks ago. So oh, nice. um, it feels great. Um, I still have a couple weeks to deadlift, but I'm I'm on track. I'm just happy that I can actually just get under the bar again. So uh, how, how bad is it? Um, it was actually a slap tear. So um, the doctor went in there and did a uh, bicep tenodesis. So basically just cuts the bicep tendon at the top where they're, you know, the supraspinatus. And mm-hmm. then he just reattached it to my humerus. Oh. So, oh. I mean, 
it doesn't it seems like crazy but it was um pretty much invasive uh it was a really quick surgery it was done in an hour and then like the recovery was only eight weeks so um and have had no issues so it's great i'm really happy we got it done took care of it and so far like i'm you know training and i'm still waiting for it to hurt but luckily it's not hurting so thank god well i think the most like badass thing i saw you do was the the you know the yarn or what did you have strap over your neck yeah that is so fucking was, crazy. Yeah, it was like one of those uh, spud, spud ink like straps. Yes, uh-huh. like, they use it for like I guess the straps on the monolift, and we're like, oh, let's just try it because I wanted it to deadlift, and it's pretty much like a good morning. But yeah, it worked. Yeah. It worked fine. And my arm, of course, was not pulling at all because I still can't pull. I mean, I do. I hand off and stuff. I just can't like load it that much. So I have to wait another couple weeks. So yeah, just slowly but surely. I thought it was so, so funny because then I kind of puts in perspective like how small you really are you know because i think i think people always <laughs> yeah. think when they meet you like that was me like when i first yeah. met you i was like oh she's gotta be like five six five seven like and i meet oh. you i'm like dude you're smaller than me like <laughs> i mean height wise i always get that they're like oh you look so much bigger on instagram yeah. i'm like no i'm this small <laughs> i guess when you think about it too you should look at like how you're standing next to the bar you know, like right. when you're yeah. you're loading for a squat, but it was funny because that dude that was with you, he was so much bigger than you, oh, and then the sure. yeah, and so it, it exaggerated it even more. Where I was like, oh yeah. my god, so cute. Yeah, I look tiny. I look so, especially Mike. Like you said, Mike, he's a bigger guy. He's one of my my clients, and yeah, I'm like he towers me. So, <laughs> so when is yeah. the next uh, the next uh, the next endeavor for powerlifting? At least? Um, actually the, um, LA Fit Expo, nice. um, I hadn't really said anything, but, um, I think I'm just going to try to see, you know, get my feet wet just to get back onto the platform. So January. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. I think that's a good amount of time, right? You'll have a couple months. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if my bicep will be ready, but I'm just going to try to, um, um, you know, squat, you know, I love to squat. So there's a, something that I'm going for. So I'm going to try to do that. But if the bench and the deadlift aren't there, I mean, I'll do my best. I, hopefully it'll be there, but yeah, I'm not like the squats, the one that I'm really going for. Right, so. right, right. Well, that's fantastic. So I, I know that like my biggest thing with wanting to get you on this podcast was pretty much to talk about you in the beginning. You know, and I think that that's one thing that nobody's ever asked you. And I I think there's all those things about being too small, about being sort of underrated, uh, coming into the sport with not the right size in both bodybuilding and powerlifting, you know. Um, So let's talk about that a little bit. How What got you started, you know, and what led you to where you're at now? Oh, my gosh. You're going to go way, way yes, back. please. Let's go. <laughs> um, let's go, girl. <laughs> yeah. No, so I uh, initially bodybuilding started in 2004. That's when I had um, – I was kind of in transition. I was going into the military and then kind of like in between jobs. So I started personal training mm-hmm. at a local gym in El Paso. And then um, somebody said, hey, you should do this like competition stuff. And I've always liked any kind of competition. So they're like, oh, you just have to get it in a suit in a bikini in front of everybody. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. But yeah, I mean, the first time I did it, that was my first show. I think it was 2003, right before I enlisted. And um, I never looked back since. So I've been, you know, I did bodybuilding first, you know, for like at that point. I mean, if I look at it now, I think I'm going on um, 10, 11 years bodybuilding. Um, and I've powerlifted only for about six years. So I'm a newbie for powerlifting. So, you know, compared to Leo or other lifters. Right, right, right. But yeah, so um, 
So I did bodybuilding for all that time. And then um, I, in the meantime, I was still, you know, in the military going all over the place. Um, and then I ended up in Hawaii. Um, so uh, I was stationed there at my last duty station. And then um, I was kind of honestly getting burnt out with the bodybuilding. Um, I was, I still love it. It's my, you know, my love, you know, I love this. But at that point, I think I just needed something different. Mm-hmm. And then so at that point, I had met Leo and Darren Matsumoto. Um, and they pretty much just brought me under their wing and showed me everything. They're like, try something new. I mean, let's let's see what, what this goes, you know. And I'm like, of course, because I was kind of down in the dumps. I was like, just, you know, uh, ready to just for a change. Now, why, then, why was that? Were you feeling like, uh, like you just weren't getting to where you wanted to in bodybuilding at that point? Yeah, well, at that point, um, I had just converted to the women's physique division. Mm-hmm. It had just started in 2012. So I had done a couple of shows. Um, well, even going further back, um, I was doing figure and then I got too big. I've always been, you know, like you had mentioned that my legs are always overpowering. So um, all the judges for figure, that was not, it was too much. So they're like, you got to stop squatting. You got to stop doing legs. And I'm like, oh, that's my favorite body oh, part. Gag me um, in the mouth. Yeah. (laughs) For a little bit, I was like, okay, I'll conform. And so I did that and I was, I just wasn't happy. Mm -hmm. And then, so when 2012, when the women's physique division came about, I'm like, perfect. This is a great division for me. You know, we're going to be a little bit bigger. Um, I was actually really excited about that. Um, And then, so I did, but I think uh, a year and a half or two years, I did a few shows and I, I think the, I think I placed uh, third at the governor's cup. And that was the highest I'd ever placed. But still, like, um, because, you know, at the pro level, they don't have heights. I was always next to the taller girls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I always looked compact. And so it just, the judges still, I was still too short to, um, I just looked too beefy, I guess they could you could say. Which is so and, crazy to me. You know, when I see, and I know what you mean, because I, I've seen your stage photos where you're standing next to, and I forget her name, very tall, African-American woman. Um, oh, yeah, um, um, Ladris, Ladrissa Bonneville. Yes. I'm always next to her. And she looks like she is like 6'2". <laughs> she is actually. <laughs> I look up and you're like, dang, you're really tall. Yeah, but, for those who don't know, if they don't follow, follow bodybuilding, when you get to the pro level, what happens is that everybody gets together. So you, there right. is no height class. Right. So when you're at the amateur right. level, everybody is separated by height classes. But when you're at the pro level, it's almost like being in the open in a sense. You're all at the same at the same spot. So you're judged equally. However, right. you all differ in height and you all differ in weight. Right. Um, so that's when you can see more discrepancies or things where they're different. And then it becomes a judge of who's on stage, you know, and I right. mean, that's how it always is, but it is kind of more, you know, yeah. it's who's there, you know, it's like, you know, you can't compare yourself to whoever was on the stage the last year. It's about who's right. there then. Right. And so that, that I could see that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So governor's cup was the last show. Yeah. Well, no, well, that was the highest I had, the highest, the third. but then um, after that, I, didn't do well I was starting to like place 15th and you know 15th is always not a good place to be (laughs) yeah so my last show I think was in Sarasota and that was um I can't remember the name or maybe I can't but it was Florida so but yeah so ever since you know the governor's cup I kept placing lower and lower and I just you know you just start getting like I was getting depressed and just kind of like I need a change. Yeah. So, and then that's when, you know, like I said, I, that last, um, 
show in Florida, I pretty much had said, I think I'm going to quit. I was actually ready, ready to just let it all go. And then um, I, we, cause Leo, Leo Richardson, of course, you know, Leo, mm-hmm. she's a mm-hmm. training partner. She's been, you know, with me ever since. So at that point she went to the show in Florida with me and then we flew back and then, and then on the way, you know, on the flight back, she was like, well, maybe we should try something else. Maybe we should try powerlifting. Cause she saw how, you know, defeated I was. Yeah. So she's like, let's do it. And sure enough, like I said, I mean, I've never looked back. I mean, that's pretty much where I'm at now is because of them, because they taught me everything about powerlifting and who I am now as a powerlifter is because of them. That is so crazy. So I'm thinking of the timeline, right? And you remember how, uh, you know, for those of you out there, like I've been following Susan till before she even knew. (laughs) So I had, I had first seen you at the uh, powerlifting meet. It was the first powerlifting meet I ever went to in Hawaii. Um, and Mana Barbell was putting it on. It was at a high school. Um, and I was there supporting our friend Ronnie and Ronnie was the first person that kind of introduced us, me and my husband to powerlifting. So at the time, I think my kids were two. We hadn't even left. We haven't even left from Hawaii to Missouri yet. Um, and I remember seeing you thinking like, Oh my gosh, that's, that's the girl who does figure and powerlifts too. You know, she's with this powerlifting group. And so it's funny to think of the timeline because that was 2012 ish. And, right. and I remember just seeing you and knowing like, oh, yeah, I've seen pictures of her because at the time I was looking for other people who bodybuilded and powerlifted. I, right, almost right. Was, I almost was searching for another woman who did both because I enjoyed doing both. Yeah. But there really yeah. wasn't. There really wasn't a lot, at least openly, you know, where I could just Google somebody's name, yeah, um, yeah. which was interesting. So that, that's funny when I listen to that timeline. So this is so since 2013 or so, you've been uh-huh. exclusively training for, well, not exclusively. You've been doing right. more powerlifting and bodybuilding combined, right? Right, right. Yeah, um, I, I had done a couple of shows um, for uh, bodybuilding in the women's physique division. But I mean, I just love powerlifting. I, I just really like the camaraderie. I like, you know, back at the warm up room, everyone's cool. Like it's either you lift it or you don't. You know right, what I mean? It's right, pretty right, much, right. it's literally up to you. Right. So right. I love it. I love it. So let me, let me ask you this. So when you were going through this time where you felt discouraged and you kind of felt like, what the hell is going on? <clears throat> One second. <laughs> yeah, he's like, He's like, I have to leave in the middle. I'm like, that's totally fine. <laughs> um, so let me ask you this. When you were feeling discouraged in these times where, you know, bodybuilding just wasn't appealing to you, um, what was going through your mind? Like, were you down on yourself? Did you think that your body was never going to take it to the next level? How did you get out of that funk? Because I know that that, for me, it was also a thing where I just felt like I push, 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 but I just, I, you know, I'm very real about what I know I can do you know physically right. like all right i know my body is not going to get to that level um and it was sort of like lowering my standards i guess a little right. bit of what was gonna you know probably the outcome you know right. um so right. what was going through your mind then and how did you kind of like dig yourself out of that a bit well like like you said um i knew what i had to do to you know conform to what they wanted they always said you're just too big at the you're too bottom heavy right and they said you gotta just stop squatting because at that time I was still being uh, coached by Hani Rambod mm-hmm. at the time was he did help me get my pro card and figure but he was still my coach at that point and he said you kind of have to stop squatting because you're not gonna be you know you're gonna still continue your gr- legs are gonna grow and you have to stop and I'm like you know 
I didn't know if I could do that, yeah. you know, because I, was like, I wasn't sure if I was willing to, because that's what I love to do. I've always loved to train heavy and hard. Yeah. And so I didn't yeah. know if I could do that anymore. So um, at that point, I was like, God, you know, it was kind of a crossroads to me for me. And then um, so when I was talking to Leo and I even when I would see her training, I was just like, well, I would always want to do that, you know, because that kind of got me out of my funk is kind of watching them train and just being like, well, you know, maybe I could do because I always thought them that they were like inspiring. I, I, I saw the women at the gym and I'm like, dang, they can squat a lot. And that's what I want to do. But I can't do it, you know, because, you know, well, they had told me, at, you know, the judges had said I had to stop squatting. But like uh, what got me out of it is just watching them, you know, like and then when Leo said, try it, I'm like, sure, let's go. <laughs> I just needed her to be like, to say, you're ready or let's just try it. Right. I wasn't sure for me because of what I've been told this whole time as a bodybuilder, I wasn't good enough or, you know, you have that mentality and it kind of just puts you down. Totally. But then when she said, well, maybe you'll be good at this. You don't know. Let's just try it. So she gave me that little bit of a spark, you know right. what I mean? And that kind of got me out of my funk and I'm like, well, they can squat heavy, so I, let's just do it. You know, who knows? Right. And mm -hmm. I also got a stigma then too. There were people would tell me, oh, it's going to ruin your physique. Your your waist is going to get too too big. Um, then you're going to get really, really big. And then it's just like, so I said, ah, screw it. I just actually stopped caring what the judges said and what everyone else said. And I just kind of really followed my heart. You right. Know? And this is where I'm at. Right. So. And, you know, it's funny because now I kind of, I'm to that point too, right? Because it was always like, I loved powerlifting and I started, so once I got that spark, we started to powerlift when I moved to Missouri, we're at Fort Leonard yeah. Wood. And, mm -hmm. um, I did a small little local meet and, you know, it's funny looking back at that. I was like, man, 135 was like hard. That was my third attempt. And it was like crap rules. Like it was a touch of, I mean, it was really bad. It was this guy who was trying to like open up his new federation. I had no idea. Like Devin and I had no freaking clue. Like, so we're like, Oh, so happy. I think I pulled like two, a uh, two ninety or something. It was high up there where I was kind of like, yeah, you know, an awful form. Oh, so yeah, but I was so happy, you know? And, uh, but then I decided to fit, you know, switch to figure or bikini. Yeah. So I still did my own programming with that. I was small, you know, I wasn't that big. And then when I started to train for figure, I, I started training with Dexter Jackson and his wife and, you know, they don't do any of that. And I, yeah. as a, as a, as a client, I will do what my coach right. says, you know, Thanks. so I put that on the back burner for years. Um, yes. Always missed really heavy squatting, always missed heavy, heavy deadlifts. And I would throw it in there every once in a while. And, yeah. um, but you know, because you, it's like, and it's funny because now you say that it's like, the, it's almost like you just want to go back to it. You know, yeah. there's something yeah. exciting about lifting a lot of weight. So yeah. I, it's funny. I never thought about your timeline that really you've only been training like that for like six yeah. years. Yeah, That's six years. So crazy. I mean, but even my bodybuilding stuff, like I said, I had different coaches. But even like you, even though they said not to deadlift, I would still deadlift. Or <laughs> they would tell me to go like a certain number. I would always try to get like the two plates on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> lift heavy. So that was just me. It's just ingrained in me since. So. Technically, yeah, but powerlifting, I've only been doing it for about six years. Now. That's amazing. And it's funny because I remember seeing videos of you doing conditioning, sprinting on, oh, uh, and you're like, some people say powerlifters can't run it. You were going. I was like, this girl is a track card. <laughs> Just going. I loved it. <laughs>
You know, it's funny. I I didn't realize that you trained with Hani. And so for those of you listening, Hani um, is uh, Jay Cutler's former. Um, He is, you know, Mr. Mr. O, maybe eight times Mr. O, eight times, I think. I I mean, he's trained all the biggest uh, named people in the industry right now. Um, And so Hani is is a very good coach. And um, that's great that you got to work with him. And how, how was that experience working with him? Oh, I loved it. Um, like I said, he helped me get my pro card. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, he was one of the ones that said, okay, if you got to really do this, you got to commit. Right. No squatting. So literally, honestly, all we did for legs was like step mill and then I would kick my leg back to try to get the booty pump. You know, like yeah. I know you've seen it. Oh, like, yeah, I did it. I did it. One I, hour, I just put on a TV show and I'm step pumping it back and back. <laughs> Like, what the hell are you doing? But no, so I committed to that for at least about like two years. And then I'm like, I'm done. I, I got to do something. I can't just, you know what I mean? So like, but it was a really good experience. I learned a lot about myself and then him. He is just a great coach. I, I love him. He's a personal, awesome coach. He's out in San Jose. And, you know, I used to live in San Jose. And my brother, yeah. every once in a while, will see him at certain events. And they were at some uh, some Rolex event you know where they're all like, oh, I wouldn't be at that event but my brother <laughs> but uh yeah my, my brother speaks very highly of him and his wife and and I've heard nice things about them but so w- let's walk you let's walk us through what you're doing right now and maybe when you show up to the gym what is your routine do you have a you know warm-up routine has it changed in the last couple months because of your injury and what does it look like well, my usual warm up, it's always been like five or 10 minutes, like cardio, either the bike or treadmill or step mill, whatever I feel like I need to get the blood flowing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, I've been doing a lot of stretching because for sure, uh, you know, bodybuilders, we don't stretch. I, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't stretch as much. I don't mobilize. But now since my injury, I know it's, you know, it's helped. So I actually do like about 20 minutes of stretching my arm, my legs, because I've had a lot of issues with my IT bands are really Mm -hmm. tight. But that's, you know, pretty much normal. But like now that I've actually committed to like, you know, stretching for a good amount, like 20 minutes, I feel much better. So, um, yeah, so 20 minutes of stretching and then I'll probably do like a few sets of like the bar and then I'll just work up to my working set. And that's much pretty. So, but the whole time frame, it's, it's probably like, I would say 30 minutes. It's including the cardio, the stretching, and then the working up to the work warm up set or the uh, set. That sounds great. I mean, that sounds very similar to what I have to do. And right now you're a conjugate, right? I mean, pretty much you a power conjugate. Yeah, power conjugate. Yeah, definitely. The main movements have been my, uh, you know, conjugate up until this point. But for this prep, I think I need a little bit more volume. Mm. So I'm actually doing like a hybrid, you know, um, shako type thing. So I really, yeah, I just switched to that this time around because like I know my body likes the volume. So I am trying that out for at least another six weeks. And then once I get into the prep for the, the competition, I'll probably go back to conjugate, but the volume, I need it, especially because I'm starting from scratch. Right. I kind of have built my endurance back up again. So that's what I'm doing. Like and a hybrid. Somebody like you, I think it's important to note that, um, I, cause I, I, I run into people a lot of times who will do like a, a volume training or shake yeah. or, and they right. are just starting out and right. right and, and, and I think that one thing that, um, bit of advice would be that not to start off so crazy. And I like to know that Susan has been training. She, when she, when I, when she says she likes volume, 
She likes volume. I'm talking about yeah. she has a lot of reps, a lot of sets, a lot of intensity, but she can handle it. And that's good. I, I trained with her, so I know. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, that is definitely one thing that I, I, I try to you know tell people is, um, you know, I recently read a, a post on one of the powerlifting websites for, for women. And um, this girl had, you know, not, she just came back and she started a huge, like huge volume training. Numbers weren't hitting it. You know, why can I not hit the numbers I was hitting six months ago? Well, you haven't trained for six months and then your fitness age is really low. So for for those of you who know, fitness age is, is how long you've been training. So for example, Susan has been training for six years for powerlifting. However, her fitness age before that was years of bodybuilding. And right. so you're grooving the pattern. You're grooving the pattern of squat, bench and deadlift. Mm-hmm. You're building a lot yeah. of muscle, a base level of strength, which right. is really important for somebody uh, like you. Yeah, and, and I find that people that are at your level need more. So especially now you, you backed off, right? And now you're going to have to give it, but now you're going to shock it. You're going to go yeah. in there. <laughs> yeah, something. I'm going to do something. Give so. yourself another bicep tonight. <laughs> you're really good about all that i mean i think you take all the precautions and all the all the yeah. uh, extra stuff that you need to keep your body lubed and, and oiled yeah. and have you who's your therapist that you're going to now um actually so the guy that you saw me do that strap deadlift with yes. his name is mike eisner he um is a i guess a, a therapist who does like the cupping and the grasting yes um, so he's called iron hands therapy so he's the one that's really been helping me out a lot um we're just gonna start getting worked on my shoulder because um uh, you know since i'm starting the lifting i don't want to go too hard on it as far as the grasting yes or the rehab so I'm going to let my body get back to normal and then he'll start like, you know, doing the grass and stuff like that. But his name is Mike Eisner. I love the guy. He is awesome. Yeah. I actually, now that you say that, I've seen you tagged him in some stuff and I saw your yeah. body squirming doing something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All the purple your bruises all over my legs. That's yeah. Him. And that's wonderful. And I wish, you know, it's funny because after we spoke about the cupping and I said, oh, I wish somebody out here does it. Then I found out there's a couple people, like real oh, good, good people. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I'm always open to alternative. And, and if you guys don't know what cupping is, you can Googleize it. Um, yes. Cupping is pretty much, <laughs> you know, this yeah. is just holistic or, um, right. you know, different ways of treating the body that are not through traditional medicine. And so cupping mm-hmm. creates a, almost a suction on the skin. And then you actually use cups. They use heat. The heat suctions onto uh, the area. And what it's supposed to do is supposed to be able to pull layers, correct? There's something like yeah. that. So the layers yes. between the muscle and the fascia, um, yeah. it's supposed to help with circulation. Um, your chi, which is like your energy flow yeah. throughout your body. Right. Um, right. That's what also like acupuncture does. They, they kind of open up those medians or those spots that are supposed to be blocked, right? Um, so yeah, yeah, that's my that's my next one. I haven't tried that one yet. You know, like I'm the, the weird, You'll, the different stuff. Awesome. You'll love it. Yeah, You'll oh, love it. I, I think I, I think I would. <clears throat> so this is a new thing I'm going to add in, and it's a little okay. part of the show where I call it "What the hell was I thinking?" <laughs> and I just <laughs> threw this on you, <laughs> okay. but it, it is something that you used to do, and now you look back and you say, "What the hell was I thinking?" For example, doing those step ups with the glute kickback. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Those God. might yeah. still work, <laughs> but um, <clears throat> yeah. my what the hell was I thinking was jumping into uh, a really 
volume training thinking that I was ready for it. Uh, and all this muscle that I thought I had and I look back and I was like, dude, I was 117 pounds. Okay. Like, and it was not muscular 117. <laughs> it, it was like a, you know, and I, I thought I was so badass. And now I look back at it and I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? Cause I had injuries and I had all this stuff, but, um, was there, so did you come across anything that you remember that you think of? Like, you're like, what the hell? Well, so, I mean, not necessarily for powerlifting, but I remember uh, for bodybuilding, I would actually do reps with, okay, so back then, every you know, those ace bandages that yeah. people, the, the old school bodybuilders used to use. Yes. So I had some. I didn't even know what the hell they were for. <laughs> I would literally just put them on my legs, literally. And, and not even tight, just I thought that they were to be, to keep your knees warm. Warm. <laughs> So like, like I said, so when I was, you know, at this was actually in Hawaii when I met, met uh, Leo and Darren, they saw me squatting like 185 or something. And they had I had those things on and they're like, what the hell is she doing? And so they will never let me live that down. So it's that with ace bandages, really, that didn't do anything. They were just decorative. So That's embarrassing. So like, yeah, I would I would be laughing at that. <laughs> So if you ever hear this podcast or if you ask them personally, they have stories of like, oh, she wasn't even going to depth. She was all high squad. <laughs> I Which actually is- saw a video of you pulling in a suit and it was yeah. like the first time for one, you were pulling sumo yeah. and I had never seen you pull sumo. And I don't think I've ever seen like bad form on you, to be honest. I know I've seen you grind, but I've never really seen you with bad form. And I was like, wow, wow look at that. Like. You were so you were so small. You're just starting out, and it was just such a different. Like when I look at you, I'm like, man, you have came so far. It's like amazing. But you know, you're one of the most dedicated people I know. Like, and I'm so happy that I got to train with you and got to know you because you're not only an amazing person, but you're an inspiration when it comes to females in powerlifting. I really believe that because you keep going. You know, you're AARP strong. <laughs> yeah, and I'm crazy. So <laughs> you know that helps. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, you know, you gotta I think you gotta be a little bit to put yeah. four hundred plus pounds on your back. Sure. Several yeah. times a week. Um <laughs> just to kind of get yeah. it there. So right. so um before we wrap things up, I just wanna say, is there anything that you would recommend to a new powerlifter out there? Let's say that I think a lot of the people that might listen to this show will be somebody who maybe is just interested. They've kind of seen it on TV. They see it on Instagram. They maybe maybe are, are not sure where to start or, you know, maybe insecure. Is there any um, advice you would have for somebody who is just starting out? Well, advice I would be the, the main thing that I'm always like looking for is like patience. Um, I know yes. I've, I have a lot of, you know, new lifters that um, either they're, like you said, just starting or don't know where to start. So they find somebody. Right. And then they they're not where they want to be in like six months. And I'm just like, well, you just started. And yes. they're comparing themselves to everyone they see on social media. So I have to like wheel them back and say, look, you just started. You have to get your mechanics right. You got to be patient. You got to do mobility. You got to do all the basics or even like try to do like the bodybuilding stuff. I yeah. think that's very yeah. essential. Like you have to build, like you had mentioned, a good base. Yeah. So if you're yeah. able to like get that mind to muscle control connection you'll get the technique a lot better because i know i've worked with a lot of new people who are like well yeah you know you know for example on the bench they say flare your lats or do these things but new people don't know how to do that like right. do 
to actually get the mind to get the lights to flare or whatever. So if you're able to like um, just really when you're doing your accessory work and do the accessory work because yes. I know a lot of people don't do accessory work. So that's another thing. Do your accessory work and literally really squeeze and control and feel what your body's supposed to feel or or what the muscles that you're working so that way it'll carry over into your main lips. Yeah. So uh-huh. just patience, do your accessory work and like really just it takes time. Yeah. You're not going to yeah. be where you want to be in 6 months. You got to give every program works, you just got to give it time. Like see it through. Yeah, I so. completely agree. I think, you know, that's one of the huge things that I think I'm sure we were you know, at fault at some point, right? Because you should, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. And I look back and I always thought, well, why am I not there yet? I was at 285 last month. Why can't I be at 2295? I, you know, if it's a five by five, I have, you know, doing all that, um, but not really realizing, okay, well, what's the point? You know, am I trying to build strength or am I trying to compare to other women again? You know, and am I trying to compare to these? And now I know there's a lot of that, but I, I feel like you're saying, you're saying exactly what I say is, you know, mm-hmm. it's about you. The sport is about you, right. you know, and, and it is nice to have, be very strong and nice to have good lifts and all that. But if you're doing it at the expense of comparing yourself to others and then you feel like shit because yeah. you're comparing, what are you doing? Right. You know, you're just kind of, this is not a beneficial, it's not a exactly. beneficial sport, you know? So that's where I think that one of the best things you could say besides the accessories, because everybody leaves that yeah. out, you know? <laughs> Uh, but you know, that is, it's being patient and and giving yourself a lot of time. I was just telling somebody, um, on Instagram and we were talking about, um, competing and I said, you know, I I mean, I think I only compete once or twice a year and this year I didn't compete at all. Um, and I, I know people that compete all the time and they think that a 12 week prep or meat prep is, is, is getting strong into the meat. No. That is preparing yourself for the meat. It's just like bodybuilding. You need to build strength and strength takes a long time. We're not talking talking about like six plus months, you know? So if you can give yourself the longer time, that's the better, you know? So, and I think that that's one of the things that, you know, then you have to say, I'm going to be patient. Right. I want to be strong at the end of the year. You know, I know that I know I'm not where I need to be, but if I'm consistent and and, and patient, I will get there. So that's probably... The best advice, and that's coming from yeah. Susan Salazar, the strongest <laughs> motherfucker in this house right now. <laughs> and if she said it, y'all better be doing it. <laughs> that's really, just be patient and listen to your body, too. So Yeah, I agree. Well, Susan, I swear I could talk to you forever and ever. You know, and I love thanks. I got to see your beautiful face. Um, where, where can everybody find you? Because you do online training, you do in-person yeah. training, and now you live, where do you live exactly? I know you're working with USPA still, right? Right. Well, I do like some of the social media first, USPA, um, but I do work um, and live in Anaheim, Anaheim, California. So literally like five minutes from Disneyland. So um, <laughs> the gym that I work out of is called Orange County Strength Club. Um, so if you're ever in the, anyone is ever in the area, please, you can DM me through Instagram, which is a super S tool, um, or, or just email me, call me, whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> She's always purpose. available. <laughs> yeah, much. Um, well, I'll, I'll keep, I'll have all your stuff on, on the show notes. So I'll have your email, yeah. I'll have your Instagram yeah. handle. I'll also have the Orange County website and their Instagram handle. And right. if you guys haven't seen Orange County's, I mean, their gym is legit. That yeah, gym absolutely. is fantastic. I mean, it's a powerlifter, strength competitor, it's all heaven. It I mean, it how, how's it been going since you've been there? 
It's really good. Now, I've been there for a little under a year, but the gym itself has started. uh, I think they're going to go on their second year now, but um, it's great. Like uh, we have people coming in, visiting visiting us. I love that. Um, Like you said, we have pretty much it's powerlifting gym. Um, I'm actually the only bodybuilder in there, so it's I'm accepted. I'm okay, but... (laughs) But, you know, uh, you know it's, it's growing. It's growing. I do have a couple of girls are interested in who are going to hit the stage. But, yeah, it's pretty much just powerlifting, monolift, ERX, kilo set. We have everything you can think of. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, thank you, Susan, so much. Yeah. It was thank great you. talking to you. And next time I do go to – I'm going to hopefully go to L.A. Thanks. next year. I'm going to come okay. see you. We want to yes. take the kids to yeah. Disneyland. We're right there. Five minutes. I'm telling you, girl, you're always welcome in my house. Oh, my gosh. I love you, Susan. Well, you have a good, good day. And thanks again.